0: What's up, comic book fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transformed, where we talk about all the adaptations from comic books into movies and streaming shows. It is our 200th episode, and I am super excited because I get to talk about Masters of the Universe, Revolution, with my two good buddies right here. My co-host is the most, Brian, are you excited about talking about Masters of the Universe? I have my most appropriate t-shirt here, probably. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is awesome. Love it. I love Transformers t-shirts. I'm rocking a Superman shirt for those that are listening on the podcast. And speaking of podcasts, right (laughs) over there, that sexy boy over there rocking his uh, I Am Knuff shirt. Mike. uh, Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I feel the power right now. Nice. I'm doing Fantastic.
0: Awesome, awesome. Mike is from Pop Culture Man Children. At the end of the show, I want him to give us a little detail about it so you guys know where to check it out. I love that show. I've been on it multiple times. Uh, but let's just jump right into this. So um, let's go and do a little retrospective on Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation. So that show was pretty controversial when it came out on Netflix when uh, Kevin Smith you know, released that show. Um, in hindsight, do you guys still think fondly of that show or do you, uh, you know, you know, have any critiques about it? Mike, what about you? What do you think about that?
1: Well, you and I spoke about it on my podcast and I, I, I like that show a lot. I love that show. Um, I think it's the second best masters of the universe, uh, narrative second only to She-Ra and the princesses of power.
0: Hell yeah. And we uh, have a little reference to that potentially in this show. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we're not going to go into spoilers just yet, but Brian, what about you? How do you feel about Masters of the Universe Revelation?
2: Um, I liked it a lot. I think, um, I, I don't remember the problem. I, I might have had a few minor problems. One of them wasn't the focus on Teela. I can t- say that. But um, I, I think by the end of it, I, I it, it stuck the landing. It was good. It was kind of, I think we kind of talked about how we wanted other people properties to kind of do something similar you know, like kind of dive in mix up the uh you know you know redo the lore and all that uh make it a little more modern i guess and um that's it
0: yeah it's funny because i feel like with masters universe revolution it seems like they've kind of like learned a few things from the first uh series and they've improved upon it 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 feels even more like an old school he-man episode um and any kind of thing that sort of bothered me in the first series uh it's not there this time around like this one i think is even better this is like the empire strikes back of uh netflix he-man cartoons you know um but but i didn't really have problems like the stupid tila oh my god we're focusing on women now thing or like the women have power yeah that didn't bother me either no but i I have oh good
1: i i I love revolution. I have one major gripe with it that I can't, I don't think I could put on the producers, which is it tells too big a story for the amount of episodes it's given. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wonder if Netflix lost faith because it's half, it's five episodes. I thought it was going to be half a season. And -hmm. then the narrative ended and I was like, Oh shit, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I've rewatched, uh, most of it a, a second time. And it, the pace is like breakneck speed. And there's there's no room for things to like, I feel like it's plot, 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 very little character. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. because they have, there's no room to breathe. And, you know, I think that's a shame because if it had been 10 episodes, this same story, I think it would have been even better.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Brian, do you have that same gripe or Uh, what?
2: Yeah, I I do. I do kind of wish it was a little bit longer, I guess. Uh, I feel like in the first the, and in Revelation, there was a lot like you had these little moments with like the side characters, but here they really stuck to that main cast, and that's it. Yeah, um, and you know, like maybe Andra is like the only side character that gets any kind of like minor arc, but you know, the all, all the other side hero characters are like the toys you grew up playing with. They're really just there to punch things. They yeah, come <laughs> <in that> lines.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny about the Andra part because she had a much bigger part in uh Revelation. And in this, it almost feels like with Jar Jar from going from like episode one to episode two, where they're like, <laughs> oh, my God, the, the fans didn't like this. So we're going to reduce it. But um, I still think she has some good moments in this. She got
1: Kelly Marie Trand.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. that. But that, it's sad, but true, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Last, from last around, year, I, I mean, she's the same voice actress. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, so we're five minutes in. We've already made a Last Jedi reference, Mike. So I'm very proud of you. <laughs> so, um, you, Brian, you just mentioned the voice cast. I noticed there's a couple of different voices, right? So, I, so Brian, who's changed? Two. Okay, two, okay, so who? Uh, Tila is no longer uh,
2: Sarah Michelle Keller, Right. Uh, it's um, uh, Melissa Benoist, well, who is yeah. Supergirl. And um, the queen, Queen Marlena, is is not Alicia Silverstone. It's uh, Gates McFadden from Star Trek: the Next Generation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think she does a fantastic job in it. Uh, uh, Mike, what do you think of the change from Sarah Michelle Gellar to Melissa Benoist?
1: I like um, Melissa Benoist. Um, I uh, I do prefer Sarah Michelle Gellar, but maybe it's just because I I really their voices are very different. Yes. So I, I liked her performance in the first season. Um, I do wonder why some people um, didn't come back. Mm-hmm. Although in terms of voice cast, I have to say the MVP is again, Evelyn.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, shit. I can't Lena Hedy, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She, she is really good in this too. And she has a small little arc as well. Uh, that's a character that definitely like evolves from the original cartoon, and like even from the first se- series. Too. Right,
1: she's yeah. chaotic good now. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They definitely actually talk about her alignment at the very end of this show. Yeah, but um, in the new cast, because there are people that join the show as well, you have uh, some new characters and voices. There's a big one that we're going to get to in a second, but. Besides Keldor, who else is new to this show? Do you remember Brian? Oh my God, who else is new? They,
1: they John the- Delancey. Okay.
2: John Delancey is uh, God, I can't remember the dragon's name. Lot- exactly.
1: Yeah, a lot of Star Trek.
0: Exactly, exactly. I was thinking about that because like, um, I think that Masters of the Universe is owned by Paramount, uh-huh. and so like Gates McFadden is the queen, and then uh, Q is the dragon, right? And and um. Paramount, I think, owns Hasbro, and Hasbro has My Little Pony, and there's a uh, a, a creature on My Little Pony called um, Discord, Discord, and John Delancey is Discord. Were you getting some Discord vibes from this, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both dragons, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he kind of had the same kind of attitude, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell uh, you
1: something that occurred to me yesterday? What's that? Uh, and I don't want to skip ahead too much, but... Keldor is basically the same person as Skeletor, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. a spoiler, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Skeletor is Mark Hamill, and Keldor is William Shatner. And I feel like Kevin Smith was aware of this, because basically this one character is voiced by the star of Star Wars and the star of Star Trek. That can't be mm-hmm. a coincidence.
2: No, and it's, it's a fantastic choice, too, honestly.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. so good. For a guy who's 90, he's so full of life. I mean, his performance is incredible.
2: Yeah. yeah. And he's known for being kind of wooden on occasion. I thought he did a really great job in this show.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That blew my mind because you're right. He is 90 years old and he just has charisma. And, like, what's amazing about it is he's kind of saying a few ridiculous things in this. He's like, oh, the magic of eternity is, you know, the same thing against science, all that kind of shit. And (laughs) you'd think that, like, a person would be embarrassed to say that stuff, especially if they're 90. But he just, he's all
1: in. He's saying Skeletech. Yeah. (laughs) He has, you you know, he has no idea, too.
0: He's just like,
1: he just showed up and he was like, okay, I'll say this silly nonsense.
0: Mm, yeah. Ma- magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, he, he says it, but, like, it's got this charm to it. Like, he, it's almost, like, better than some of his older Star Trek movies. I'm like, damn. Well, you listen you know? to the
1: Star Trek animated series from the 70s, and it's like, it's he's so wooded in that. It's mm-hmm. like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched that, but, like, I even feel like Kirk, when you watch him on the original series, he's very, like... Like, people think he's, like, this suave, like, playboy on the show, but he's much more, like, by the book and, like, rigid than you'd think.
1: Yeah. It's he underplays and overplays. There's no middle ground. He oh, okay. Goes, <laughs> as Kirk in the original series, I feel like he's going really, really low and then super bombastic.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, in, and, in, um, oh, go ahead, Brian. I was just saying,
2: in terms of, um, you know, people, like you said, he sounded a lot more wooden in the, in the Star Trek animated series back in the day. I think a lot of actors kind of struggle with changing to voice acting. Maybe they don't take it as seriously or something. Um, but, like, I remember commenting on the uh, the MCU what-if shows where they have all those stars return. That first season, a lot of those performances were
0: terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, on this show, I, I feel like everyone that's on it, especially William Shatner, knows the assignment, and there isn't anyone that's lame on this, you know? Like, yeah. they give it their all. You got people from Game of Thrones, you know, like, uh, Duncan and Evil Lynn, and then you have Star Trek people, and everyone is good. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, of course, that brings up the other side of the coin, Mike, Mark Hamill. Uh, he's kind of doing a proto-Joker voice for Skeletor once again, mm. and Skeletor is just so fucking good in these shows, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He does this cre- um, incredible thing with his voice where it's, like, high like this, but then he goes, oh, 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 Like, he goes super low with it. It's hilarious.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> seems to be the only character that can kind of make pop culture references. Or, like, n- n- maybe not pop culture references, but, like, modern. Like, he could say modern things. Like, he called yeah. uh, Hordak a tool at one point. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just, he's so... I don't know. He he's like the wittiest one on the show. Like Brian, were you a fan this time around? Of course, yeah. I mean, he's he's always great and pretty much everything he does. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was making me want to see the Joker again, like you know, from the Tim verse. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, uh, see
0: ever again, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. Never gonna get that Kevin Conroy. Uh so Keldor. Let's let's do a little uh, backstory on Keldor so people know what the hell we're talking about, Mike. Um. What other versions of Keldor have you seen?
1: Well, you've got Keldor from the He Man and the Master of the Universe um, Netflix show, the one that's aimed more towards a younger audience, the CGI three D show, and in that, it's very clear um, that Keldor is Skeletor, and he knows that Keldor is his uncle. So it's so it's almost the same, but they in this one they kind of make it like a reveal. That Keldor is Skeletor, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: but then you find out that Keldor really is Skeletor, (laughs) yeah, and that Hordak. See, it's it's things like this where it feels like if it had a little more room to breathe, it would all make a little bit more sense.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree,
2: I agree. They revealed that in the second episode, you know. I mean, like, not that it was a reveal, everyone that's a He Man fan knows that already, but. Right. um you're right letting it breathe would have been a little bit better i think
0: yeah do you guys think that there are like kids of he-man fans like my daughters and stuff watching this show and they don't know all the lore and so like that is actually a big reveal for them probably probably yeah. mine, he, he hates he-man oh for but, real um, he
2: doesn't like he-man he, i thought he likes, he likes, likes skeletor. Characters. he likes skeletor he hates he-man
0: oh oh wow I can kind of understand that. He, man, I mean, especially in this, he makes like a lot of corny jokes in this, doesn't he? I
2: mean, the old, I mean, going back to the, the the 80s
0: series, like he was really corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Adam always seemed really lame. And it's funny because he, he does seem a little lame in this as well, but he becomes like a much more likable, charismatic character by the end. Yeah, agreed. And I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's a permanent change, too. No, spoiler alert there, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. The way that he is at the very end. You know, like... um, Because he looks like the live-action He-Man.
2: Yeah. Right? It, it, I always thought it was weird to have, um, you know, the, the Prince Adam and He-Man kind of dynamic there because it's kind of like the Incredible Hulk in a way, you know? But, oh, absolutely. Uh, it's like It's almost like an unearned sort of change like that. It's like,
0: you know... And I think I, I,
2: it, it makes more sense to have them kind of combined in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're you're right with your Incredible Hulk comparison, but the thing that I always think of with He-Man is like Shazam, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's better, with, yeah. With the lightning, and he becomes like a better version of himself. Um, Mike, did you have a problem with like the two being two peop- different people in the original or no?
1: Well, I in the original, I mean, I think – that's the sort of like original sin that the last series deals with revelation, Mm -hmm. you know, like how does his best friend, how does everyone know except his best friend that he is the same? So, um, you know, and remember in the first in revelation, the, the father doesn't know the mother does, but the father doesn't. So I, I, I like that. It's in, in the world of revolution, like everyone kind of know it's like Iron Man, everybody knows he's He-Man and Prince Adam so I'm kind of I'm kind of fine with that because it's it really just feels like he gets stronger. It doesn't feel like he changes that much. He well, doesn't change his personality. He just gets bulkier. Like he's still the same. That's the thing. Is,
2: the original cartoon he, Adam was this exact same size as he man. He just really was like a costume and hair change, sort of, barely.
1: Right. But it, it's right. so more
2: noticeable, and I think maybe that's why maybe I noticed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's like really big. I remember that like when they were talking about He-Man on like the toys that made us and I think on other documentaries I've seen, they talk about how like the original inspiration is Conan and that like, you know, there's all this like sort of like Frank, literally maybe Frank Frazetta art as like concept art for He-Man. And on this show, he is just—he is like, Brian, you made this Hulk comparison. He is like Hulk size when he's He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's hes actually like more trim, right, when he becomes this new version at the end? I think so, yeah. It's almost like Professor Hulk, sort of, you know? That's, yeah. that's probably why I said Hulk over Shazam. No, 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 no. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so he kind of looks more like the Dolph Lundgren He-Man by the very mm-hmm. end of the show. He's got
1: the haircut of the Dolph Lundgren He-Man as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think like I want to hear from both of you guys? Do you guys think like that they kind of held the live action movie in high regard and like kind of transitioning to that? Like, do you think that that's the way to go to where it's like, oh, well, this is kind of like the next stage because it's the live action movie? What do you guys think of that?
2: Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of that, that movie, I love that movie. Um, I, I was giddy every time i saw a little reference to it in this show yeah Um, but it's i don't know what what else they can really do with it um i feel like they kind of covered as much as they they could really you know yeah
1: yeah unless they come to
2: earth which i don't think is a good idea (laughs) no
1: yeah yeah um well i feel like they for a long time the film was considered this huge failure but with the fans, especially young fans at the time, as we got older, we loved the film. So I feel like it has, now that we have Gwildor, it has taken all the things that we really like from the movie and incorporated that into the universe of the show. So um, there's not really much else, uh, you know, that we could do. Although, I gotta say, it they almost canonized the movie because Benadorm says to Gwildor... I was the man-at-arms when you and I traveled across the universe.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And you saw yep. the, the Cadillac in the background? Wait, 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 wait. No. What? Yeah, no. When when they go to Gwildor, it, it, you see like half the car in the background of one of those shots just as he's saying that.
0: Get the fuck oh. out of here. Yep. I, did, I didn't see that.
1: Oh, my God. Lubick. Yeah. Nobody oh. takes pot shots at Lubick. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. Wow. That is so that's crazy. awesome. Yeah. That movie had such an impact on me as a kid. I mean, I think that's why we're talking about this right now. And, um, when he made that reference, I thought that that was like the coolest thing. He's like, Oh, we traveled across yeah. the universe. Um, there's, there's and I cool... love that
1: his, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I longest... love... Yeah. <laughs> no, you, 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 <laughs> I, the design of Gildor and the design of Gildor's home is exactly from the movie. And I love that. Right.
0: Right, I was I was gonna say that there's like a few references to the movie because there's that, um, there it, like he says a couple of lines of dialogue that kind of mirror the, the the movie too. Yeah, um, he he kind of trash talks magic, and, and what's amazing, uh, Brian, right, is that like. You you couldn't have Orko in the live action movie because it'd be too difficult to have Orko. And now they kind of like rectify that. They're like, oh, we've got Orko and uh, fucking right. Um, why can't I just think of his name? Wildor. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian, I was gonna ask you, um, who's the voice actor for him? Uh,
2: I, I don't think it's anyone that famous. His name is Ted Biaselli, and he's more known for being a producer than a voice actor.
0: So okay. I, I I don't know I don't know anything about how that happened uh who do you guys Either you guys remember the name of the actor that plays him
2: billy oh, Barty. Um, billy barney yeah. thank
0: you so much thank you so much uh I, I, yeah i was thinking it's like is it billy batty or something i couldn't remember uh roy batty from blade runner um okay. it, so do you feel like maybe because it's a producer it's like a guy that could just do a really good world or impersonation
1: yeah maybe because <laughs> i think it sounds like him
0: I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> so um why don't we go ahead and just dive into a few of the plot points? Cause there's some major moments on this show. I had this ticker up before where it says uh King Randor's death. Uh Brian, it looks like you were just looking at the cast. Who, who plays the dad? Is it um the guy that was Batman on the Harley Quinn show?
2: Uh yeah, it's Dee Bradley Baker. Um yes, he's King Randor. He's returning from the from the first years. Um, and just just to end off that Masters of the Universe movie uh, connection there, uh, Motherboard is Meg Foster, who was evil in that movie. That's right. right. I totally forgot to mention that, too.
1: Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I got to say, they make um, Hardak's ship looks like the way Grayskull looks in the movie. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like with the long corridor up to the throne?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, agree, That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, we got to do all the Hordak stuff, too. I don't even think I've made a ticker for Hordak, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about the dad uh, dying. So, uh, Diedrich Bader, you said, Brian, is the dad? No, no, D. Bradley Baker.
2: Uh, I often confuse those
0: names, though. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So what's oh, Bradley sorry, no, you're Baker? right, it is
2: Diedrich Bader, so I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: Boom. all right, there we go. So, so, what did you think about that whole arc of, like, the dad kind of becoming more heroic, and then he died? Like, what would you think of that? Uh, I think it was a funny
2: turnaround for that. You know, he didn't tell me he was dying when he didn't tell He Man didn't tell me he was He Man. <laughs>
0: oh, that's a good point. I got you back. Yeah. Um, you know, we can kind of hop into spoilers. Did either of you guys kind of tear up when the dad showed up at the end? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Gotcha. Well,
1: he he got his grand
0: reward. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Do you think that uh, preternia – is just for the heroes and that like when a regular person dies they just go to like limbo or something
1: I don't know you know he, Kevin Smith famously made Dogma and he was raised as a catholic and i feel like you see that come out because you got preternia and subternia but often the characters will call them heaven and hell
2: yes so yes.
1: so it's sort of not clear to me what exactly these things really are because you can just walk into subternia <laughs> like yeah which is, yeah which is like you know, you can't just walk into hell. Unless <laughs> yeah, you that's... go to the American South, am I right?
0: Oh, oh that's where I live.
1: I'm there now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, Cancelled. Oh, you're right, you're right. By the, by the two Texans that watch this. No, um, <laughs> they actually literally go into fucking Subternia, like you said. Uh, like the first scene, I think, right?
1: Yeah. They're yeah. there. And yeah. then they
0: fight. Uh, that's Tony Todd again, right? skeleton Yeah. Uh, yeah, or scareglow. Yeah, um, Brian, don't you kind of think that like preternia is like Valhalla? Like I was for, just like, gonna say that. North yeah, it's very yeah. much like Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, all these rich dudes just hanging out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like Fisto and what what was the the black Fem- heroes? Yeah. Thank you. See, that's why I love talking to both y'all because like you guys are sharp. You're right. on.
2: I don't honestly, I, I honestly don't remember them dying, and I guess they died in the end of the first one.
0: I mean, yeah. like, oh, come on, just, they,
2: dudes. There's I honestly am- didn't
0: remember. There's this amazing part where, like, uh, Fisto is like, I really want to fist him. He says that. And then, like, a scene later, Skeletor's minions kill him. And then Skeletor, <coughs> like, takes their souls <coughs> from their bodies yeah. or whatever. And he's like, they're not going uh, yeah.
1: anywhere. Ah,
0: right? Um. But anyway, I was going to say, the dad dies. And then there's this whole thing about, well, does Adam become king as Adam? Or does he become king as he-man and there's this quote about a man shouldn't have or a king shouldn't have the scepter and the sword and the sword right did did that feel authentic to you guys or did that kind of feel like well we need to have this like plot point to move everything well
1: well like i was saying before it feels rushed like if if we could have sat with that for a little bit longer yeah i feel like it would have had a great impact but it's just sort of like king dies You've got to choose whether to do it. And then here's Keldor. Yeah. And then now Keldor is the king. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. There's like, there's no, as statuses change in the narrative, there's no characters reacting to those status change. It's just all sort of, it's just plot, 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 point, 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 point. In one episode, so much can change. And it's just like, it's, it's it makes your head spin. It's so fast.
0: Yeah, his death is like really like quick. It, I mean, it's out of the blue. No one and really ex- expects it. Go
1: ahead. He dies from some disease. They, they go like, there's a disease. Like, what? Like, there's a yeah. drop threads that that uh, I'm interested in. Yeah, they yeah. kind
2: of sped over that, uh, I would say. Um, you know, I, I actually do like the choice of that, you know, the, the sword and scepter. I mean, I think that's a good plot point to go over there, but like Mike said, it's totally rushed over. It's like Elder shows up at the end of it, the first episode or whatever,
0: and then he's king the next episode or already. Oh, uh, yes. That it, is it, very quick. so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it must be that the first series got a lot of negative backlash, and maybe that affected the viewership, and so they didn't have as much confidence this time around, but they still yeah. had, like, double the ambition, but maybe not as much opportunity. And, and so there, it's sort of like – there's, there's major themes that carry over through each of the episodes, but like each theme, that, like you said, Mike, it's like at a breakneck speed. Like one theme, um, because of the father's death, is that uh, Tila is like super focused on bringing back Paternia. And I, I say theme because it's the idea of like, you're literally able to bring the afterlife back. And I think that that's, have either of you guys ever seen that in a movie? Where it's like, oh, heaven is gone. We're gonna remake heaven. Have you guys ever seen? No, that?
1: I can't yeah. think of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that that like, I I think that what happened is like because when you watch the first season, the first season is like ridiculous. Like Skeletor like literally controls creation. Evil and controls creation. She destroys heaven essentially. Like, it goes so outside of the box in the first season.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: And and I think that, like, this was a really great example of something where it's like, hey, we did this. How can we follow up with this? Like, it's, it's like a cool evolution of the story, I think.
1: Yeah, because you're dealing with some of the fallout in the beginning of this one. It feels right. to me like the writers um, broke the story for season two. And had it on their big blackboard of this, that, that. And then Netflix was like, hey, guys, we're going to do an order of five this time instead of ten. And they were like, oh, shit. Do yes. we re- Do we remove things? Do we try yeah. to truncate it? Do we try to do it all? And I yeah. think instead of maybe removing some bigger elements. Because really, like, Hordak should be, like, a huge deal. And him coming to Eternia and, like, basically trying to take it over is, like, it happened so fast. You think about the way they handled that same storyline in Shira. It was like seasons building up to it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because so much of this stuff is based upon your pre-existing knowledge, right? Because yeah. like the Hordak thing in this show, you're right. It's so quick that it doesn't actually have as much impact. It's just kind of like, oh, here's another bad guy. But for us, we're like, oh, shit. That's Hordak, and that's Hordak who kidnapped Shira and yeah. uh, Adora, right? And 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 um, that's Hordak that like runs the horde, and is just a minion of him, you know. Like like that's a big deal for us. Oh, yeah. it's Keith David's voice. That's really fucking hot for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but it's it's not that big a deal in this because it's just so like boom boom boom, um, you know. Like Brian, did you you didn't watch Shira and the Princesses of Power, right? I didn't finish it. No. Okay. 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 Did, did you it. like what you watched? Yeah, okay. I did. We, I don't know why.
2: I think we we all watched it as a family, and like my, my son just just gets tired of things, and we just stopped for
0: whatever reason, thinking we were going to continue. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, that show kind of breaks reality too. It gets like real crazy, and and like they literally control reality at one point. Um from what you, both of you guys saw, because Hordak is a big part of the show, did you like Keith David's version of Hordak versus that version?
1: I mean, he's a perfect voice for Hordak. I mean, that, oh, yeah. it's such such incredible casting. Yeah. Um, But again, I wish I knew more of what Hordak's, like, plan was on what he wanted. Yeah. yeah Maybe he- they didn't need Motherboard. Maybe... Like remove motherboard and have Hordak do more of that
0: mm. stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Brian. What about you? What'd you think of Hordak? Um, I I, I
2: love I love Keith David and anything. I think he makes a great villainous voice. Um, I I, I actually got vibes of um a, a show that was I felt was kind of similar to uh, Sheer probably with Voltron. Um, and with uh, I can't remember the the king's name from Voltron right now, <laughs> but you know oh. like. Basically, that was their whole idea. Is like they were sending the fleet
0: across the world and uh, or the universe and just conquering it, you know. Yeah, oh my god, that fucking Voltron cartoon was so good. You talking about the Netflix version, right? Netflix one, yes, yes. Oh, I, I forgot that I, I need to go back and rewatch that. I'm yeah. I'm like re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender right now, and I'm loving it. But that fucking Voltron yeah. was so good too. Um, well, it, you Can know Can I just
1: say one thing though?
0: Please, please, please.
1: The Hordax Skeletor fight. Is fucking amazing,
0: yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, it's funny because Skeletor, there's so many different versions of Skeletor, but like in this, he's like a fucking He Man unto himself, right? He's like super strong, he's got like jets in his feet at one point. Um, you you know, Keith David like just beats his ass, but then he gets back. I, I was gonna say that like Hordak it's funny because they really are like channeling the old cartoon too. Cause like yeah. he, he snorts a couple of
1: times in this, right? Yeah, he does. He does.
0: And he turns into yeah. a fucking rocket too, at one point.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, were you guys kind of, yeah, so we are talking spoilers and stuff. Did you guys expect him to get killed or like, like how did that go? Was that a shocker to you? Yeah. I was yeah.
2: yeah, I, yeah. I, didn't expect, I mean, he-man didn't even fight hordak at all which i feel like you know you have to have the hero fight the villain even though technically that's not really how it goes because that's he's the shira villain but yeah uh, yeah it, it was a little bit of a shock and also i felt it was almost like um you know a, a rehash of the the skeletal arc from revelation where it's like oh he's good for a second but he's bad again and you know but uh he wasn't teaming with with man he was teaming with hordak and he betrays him sort of
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, what I liked about this version was that he he doesn't, like, team up with He-Man to f- defeat Hordak. It's more like he's doing it for his own revenge, basically. You know? Right. He's like, you did this to me. Um, and, and So I have this one tag that I saved for the end, but I think this is a good transition point. We can go to the other points later. But, like, the final scene, which is, like, I, it, I don't think it's a post credit scene. I think it's before the credits it's the very last scene that we see. It's basically like this female warrior who's got a Hordak costume on. And she's talking about how like that Hordak that's hurt is going to heal because of Hordak Prime. And then she takes off the helmet. Now, everyone is assuming that is Adora, right?
1: Right. Yeah. She's she's credited as Despara, who, <laughs> I, be- who I believe in the com- – one version of the comics, that's what Hordak – renames Adora.
0: Okay, okay. So we
1: basically know it is She-Ra, but, um, you know, they don't show her face, and do they have the rights? You know, like, for a long time, whenever Kevin Smith was asked, he'd say, you know, it would be cool, but we don't have the rights, and famously, um, DreamWorks never got the rights for He-Man. That's why He-Man never appeared in Princesses of Power. Oh. But also, is Netflix going to go? Is Netflix going to say, here's here's more episodes? Is this to yeah. be a cliff, a, a cliff hanger? Oh, Does not go anywhere? I hope
2: not. Netflix has done that way too many times for me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Netflix well, feels like it's two or three seasons, and you're unless you're Stranger Things, Stranger Things, you get either two or three seasons, and then you're done forever. Yeah. That's a Netflix way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, do you guys know anything about like how successful this show has been, or anything like that? Um. Uh, oh, go ahead.
1: I'm just going to say, what are the metrics? I mean, that's the problem with streaming in general. How, how do we know what anything is like? I don't know. Like, I like it. Well, <laughs> well,
2: as far as I know, I believe Netflix is starting to release metrics on some kind of limited basis. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't remember where to see that. I, I don't know how, how often it comes out, but they have done it, started to do it in recent memory. Um, I had something else to say i forgot it too damn it let's <laughs> talk about like the shira <laughs> oh, thing oh, and the, yes and this and is what i was gonna say um you know generally when, when we're covering these shows i, I kind of just look up other stuff just to, to kind of get other opinions see if i if anything i missed or whatever just fact checking all that there's like nothing out there about this show it's very hard to find things about about this show written i mean you see a couple little videos here and there but yeah. particularly revolution there's nothing out there yet i mean huh. i know it's very new but uh, i expect I expected to see something somewhere, you know?
1: Yeah. Everything, I, is from,
2: everything is from the when the trailer came out, basically. Right, yeah.
1: right. What were you going to say, Mike? I Sadly, I feel like there's a lot of toxicity in the Masters of the Universe fandom. And mm. the whole series in general, I think, never bounced back from the fact that the first episode of Revelation, He-Man dies, and then we've got a female protagonist. And some guys are like, ah, blah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and from that, and from then on, they hate Kevin Smith. They hate He Man, and nothing you do matters. I think, I really, I think it's sad. I think, you know, a big part of the fan base just walked away before you know anything could happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like, were the fans like that guy Porkins from A New Hope, like blowing up? Yeah, when that happened, like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I think you're totally right, and and Brian, you know, you bring up a good point too, because as I keep releasing these things and like looking up thumbnails and shit, a lot of times it it makes me think about, well, what have I seen like us on Twitter? And I don't, I haven't seen anyone talking about Echo like which we just covered, right? I, I don't think I've seen like a tweet about this. And there's things in this. There are easy screenshots you could take from this and be like, oh, my God, look at this moment. Or, oh, you know, William Shatner was so good. And there's nothing like that. So speaking of screenshots, this whole time I went on
2: mute a few times because I was trying to find the moment in the third episode where you see the Cadillac. And I have it. But I screenshotted it and it's black. (laughs) So I guess Netflix is blocking
0: screenshots. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Okay. So like you were on Netflix and you were going to do that?
1: Wow! Yeah, I have, I have,
2: I have a screen, up but another tab here. It's the thirteen twenty mark in the third episode, but I can't share it because it's, um,
0: it's a black, it's a black. Netflix
1: episode. is the evil horde.
0: Yes, it seriously is. Yes,
1: twenty five dollars <laughs> well, a month. God damn it!
0: Wait, wait like, is that budget now?
1: Yeah, it' no, twenty. It's twenty five dollars a month now for Netflix. Holy
0: shit! I don't no, think I'm, I'm paying that much. Yeah, I thought I was paying like twelve. I thought but I'm, like... I'm
1: paying a lot. I don't know. I'm <laughs> maybe me in particular screwed. I... <laughs> well, I, I, oh, I get do the you have the household
2: money. sharing thing.
1: Maybe, maybe that's probably what it
2: is. That adds like an extra ten bucks. I think it's like fifteen or sixteen, and then it's Some ten base. bucks more if you have somebody else having signed in for somewhere else.
1: All right. Yeah, I I supply I, I supply a lot of Netflix for people that I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, know. <laughs> good, good. You should, uh, but like. It's wonder. It's I'm wondering if like this show has the legs, you know, if it, if it can stand on them. Mike, would, would this work in your mind in your head canon if like this somehow transitioned into Princesses of Power? That like it's weird that she's wearing that costume and she takes off her helmet. But could you like in your head canon be like, oh, but then this is the next scene and it's Princesses of Power?
1: Interesting. Um, that's a good question. I don't think so because their tones are so different. Yeah and, yeah. and Princesses of Power did such an interesting job sort of like changing the lore and you know in and remembering that the Gray Skull is not a place, but it's a name of a team of heroes. Um That's You right. and I were talk you and I spoke about this before when we covered the, the the He-Man shows, the the two He-Man shows on Netflix. That what I think what's cool about this. Um, property is that it's not beholden to the sort of marvelization of like everything has to be canon. I like that kind of like what um, Warner Brothers is doing with DC now. It's kind of like here, his five versions, his five version versions of He-Man, five different versions of I'm fine with that. You know, they're still um, working on DreamWorks is working on a live action She-Ra series, which will have what? nothing to do with Princesses of Power or this He-Man or anything.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I didn't know Um, either. Let me ask you this. You you said that her name on the show was Despada or something like that?
1: Despada. Like Yeah.
0: Did it say the name of the actress? Like, it's not the same woman that did the voice of Adora on Princess of Power, right? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because she kind of sounds more like Shadow Weaver from that show when she's talking.
1: Right, and she's right, like, "Ah,
0: right, right. uh, Hordak is so hot with your stab wound, you know." Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just I loved Princesses of Power, and it's kind of like I don't want it to, like, just fade from memory. I kind of wish that they could sort of like take yeah, part agree. of it and put it into this. And I also love that fucking other version of Masters of the Universe that you and I covered. That was so good. That yeah,
1: that was joke. cool too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Don't don't you feel like this is a little side note, Mike? But like, don't you feel like they purposefully? Downplayed Ram Man because he's such a big part, or at least his legacy is in yeah. the other show.
1: Yeah, I agree. It becomes Ram Mam. Right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it's uh, That's what I think is so cool that it's just these big, colorful characters and you can sort of reconfigure them in all these different ways. Yeah. I mean, we, ha- we haven't said it yet, but I think what we see in the end of Revolution is an idea that I believe comes from princesses of power that there's Hordak. But in fact, there's the Hordak prime who's the real person in charge. Right. I don't, I think she ra princesses of power, unless it was in a comic or something, she ra princesses of power. did that. And now it seems like this show wants to do that. If it gets to continue.
0: I, I totally agree. I totally agree. When she said Hordak prime, I was like, Oh shit. That's like a Shira thing. Um, and I think Motherboard, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Motherboard is in She-Ra or uh, He-Man, right? I don't remember. I, yeah. I think she did pre-exist in something. I don't remember what. Um, well, she's like a, side a, here. a big fucking bird at one point, right? Like she's like blasting the Gray Skull shield yeah. and she's like a big bird. She's kind of like a transformer. And, and it's, it's funny. I mean, I love that you brought up that she's Meg Foster because I totally forgot to mention that. Um, but then she fucking gets Gwyneth Paltrow, doesn't she? Wait, right, right, like, like she's her oh! head is in a fucking box. She's What's in her... the box? Right, right, right. It's her fucking yeah. severed. Yeah, head.
1: that was brutal. That was yeah. brutal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like this kid show goes further than seven. Oh. Seven just well, implies it. They have her severed head in this, you know.
1: Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's a kid show because one of my favorite lines is. Um, Evelyn is trying is fighting with Teela, and she's trying to make Teela mad. And she says, "You know, He Man always liked me more. I'm the forbidden fruit that makes his loincloth lift." Yes,
0: yes, yes. That was a great fucking line. I was
1: like, "Oh shit!"
0: Yes, and that. Oh, gave but me, you know, yeah. Ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 it gave me PTSD for uh, her giving Skeletor a lap dance in that first season. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say?
1: Um, do you feel? like there's a retcon with Tila. Because am I wrong? Was, was it not heavily implied that Tara and Tila were together uh, in a St. sex relationship in the first one? And then in this season everybody knows that He-Man and uh, Tila love each other and belong together and they should have always been together. And it's like, I don't remember that in season one. I remember them being friends and I remember it being implied that her and Tara were uh, together. I, I don't know. It feels like it, I, I wonder or I worry that it's one of the things like the Jar Jar thing of like, okay, let's walk it back. People are upset about it. So let's right. walk it back.
2: Right. I, I think it was, um, I think it was ambiguous with both relations in the first season, but I think they definitely walked it back uh, with after their fan reaction because, you know, the whole woke thing and uh, that, that was what killed it for some fans, I guess. So right uh, they they definitely went back to a more traditional he-man
0: <laughs> right yeah. which is is sad because like for these properties that you know it seems like their target audience is like you know adolescent boys there is that where they kind of like take these concepts they're like oh adolescent boys and their parents that wear red caps aren't gonna like this and you know <laughs> and, and, and but then they sort of like get oh their no hit. Oh no! Oh, I god. died. Oh my ah. god! The, the red caps Hold got white. <laughs>
1: <back. laughs> oh my god, guys!
0: We, we said the word woke, and uh, you know that was it. We were gonna shut down, but um, go woke, go broke. But um, I was gonna say that they kind of get their hands slapped. It's kind of like Rise of Skywalker, where you know they do all these things in the Last Jedi, and then there's like this pullback. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about Tila for a minute, right? Because I, I, I agree with Brian, where I, th- I think that like there really isn't any kind of romance in that first season at all, and then in this season, it's everyone's just like, whoa, when are these two gonna bone? Look, that's a male, act- <laughs> that's a that's a male action figure, that's a female action figure. They're supposed to kiss, right? Right. The, so, um, I feel well, like I think it's again,
2: it's a victim of the kind of the the the, the cramped runtime here. You know that they, they, they didn't have time that's to let true. it breathe. They the, yeah, they had to have lines like like
0: you, you just mentioned well, well let me ask you this brian like with that thought right do you think that this would be much more satisfying if like instead of it being everyone saying oh we always knew that like maybe they didn't have this romantic moment but then all of a sudden they kind of realize it in that first episode and then they kind of play upon it would that have been much more satisfying
2: uh yeah, I think it would have been. I I I just I like when things have time to breathe. I mean, I don't. I'm not fa- faulting the show, but, but um, y- you know, the, the, it worked out in the end. I think the, the condensed everything being condensed sort of works. But yes. I definitely would have. Li- I wouldn't have minded if this was two parts and ten episodes again.
0: Fuck yeah, you know it's funny. Um, Tila goes through so many costume changes in this season. And I was thinking, like, what if you had some kind of sequence where, like, Adam doesn't realize how beautiful she is or he doesn't realize he has romantic thoughts for her. And then while she's, like, changing into a costume, that's when he's like, oh. You oh, know, he's like, really- or- oh, like yeah.
1: William Shatner, he likes green women. He's like, oh, oh she's green now. I was <laughs> say, like,
0: oh, Kiva, you look like a snake now. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so if we're going that route, she kind of was kind of hot as a snake, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing, too, is I, I really <laughs> appreciate that. Um, the the call back to the, the original figure with that snake armor kind of thing that they yes. really didn't
0: touch upon before. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so can you guys explain something to me too? Because I know that the show is essentially like a continuation of the original cartoon. I remember as a kid that they have all this shit with like snake people and crazy stuff. And I I remember that Tila figure, but I don't remember that in the cartoon. There's nothing like that in the cartoon, right? No, I remember Tila. The
1: in the original uh, filmation cartoon, I feel like Teela's design is the most um, independent from the action figures that they were based on, because the mm-hmm. original Teela does have the sort of snake um, kind of like halo around her, and in the in the filmation cartoon she doesn't have that. Yeah. Now the snake people though became. Uh, Towards the end of there's only one season of He Man, actually. It's just got like a billion episodes. So towards the <laughs> end of uh, towards the end of He Man, the snake people came in as sort of like a way to um kind of come up with a bunch of new bad guys.
0: Right, right, right. So but but it's it's not in the cartoon or it is in the cartoon.
1: I don't I don't remember, to be yeah. really honest with you. Yeah, I remember the toys, and I remember that it's in season two of that other show, the, oh. the 3D one.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah, they do have a lot of snake people in that, right. Um, okay, well, that's another thing. That's a really good transition right there, actually, because in this, they really play up the lore and kind of expand the lore. And, you know, I remember from that uh, computer animated one, they talked about the idea of Havoc as a power. And that's yeah. a big deal in that one because Skeletor has that havoc power, and then um, in this, so it's like there's havoc, there's Ka, and then there's uh, Zor. Zor, thank you so much, thank you. And and then I think they imply there's a fourth power too, or, there, or there's like four towers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do imply that at some point, but they don't go too much into it. Yeah, but but essentially, it's kind of like. It it, it reminds me of Dragonlance books, which that's a strange thing. That like the the two you guys don't have that connection with me. Like you, like we're usually on the same page, but with Dragonlance, like um, there's always this idea with the gods where there's like there's evil, there's good, and then there's balance in the middle, and there's like a god for each one. That's Mm -hmm. very much. I got that vibe in this, and fucking Tila gets to like wield all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tila was such an important character in the first season revelation. And I feel like she is through most of this one, she's doing a side quest <laughs> and, and, and she, you know, like, I, like we've been saying before, like she doesn't get a chance to really like breathe. Cause it's just like plot, 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 plot.
0: Right. And um, she, she's like doing stuff, but it's always that they kind of, that background-y, like, oh, we're going to have the battle, and then she's going to be just moving her hands around. Yeah. There's this one part that's actually really cool where she brings all the powers together, and I knew that, like, it was going to be too much for her, and I really liked how it would show, like, one costume that would go back to the the current one. Yeah. I I really like that. But the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like, okay, this is basically just, like, here's one figure of Tila. Here's another one. Here's another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brian,
0: couldn't they essentially get like four Tila figures out of this one show? Probably, yeah. And uh, honestly, too,
2: uh, I often say this in most of the shows we watch. And, you know, this is a traditionally 2D animated, you know, hand-drawn kind of deal where they can do things like that. But if this would have been a CGI show, you would have gotten one model in different colors.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm. Very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, with that being said... Like since this is two D, this this actually does have like good backgrounds and a good feeling for the yeah. world, right? Totally does. Yeah, there's
2: lots of like weird animal people in the background getting turned into cyborg people and stuff. So
0: yeah. Yes, except there's always that that one black dude, that bald black dude that always seems to get taken over by the virus in this. Like they always show that one dude with the blue eyes. I'm like, okay, I guess that guy really likes that virus. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I had a, I had a really stupid joke. Um, when Adam makes, or He-Man makes the connection between the sword and getting rid of that virus. I yeah. was like, wouldn't it have been funny if he had made that connection? He was like, oh, I'll just stab everyone and save them. <laughs> 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 um, well, that
1: that reminds me of a moment that I think is really funny, which is he gives the sword to um, Orko to go to Gwildor and have Gwildor... Make uh, modify the sword so it can, you know, beam the power out, whatever. And then Orko goes by the power of Grayskull, They were like, no, 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 no. Yeah,
0: I yeah. thought that was
1: a funny moment. It Was um,
0: yeah. gwildor <laughs> was so. I mean, not Orko uh, is so great in this. And then him and Gwildor kind of bickering with each other was so great too. You know how
2: great yeah. was was Orko fending off the fucking horde, like yeah. he was, like single handedly fighting off like grizzlore and and was yeah, like, and this and. Um, uh, I, I was the other like guy. Whiplash. I don't remember.
0: Oh, uh, so okay, okay. There's one like lizard creature that like he has like suckers come out of his mouth, right? Yeah, he's a, he's, he's
1: yeah.
0: I don't. I don't remember yeah. who he was then. Well, because because Whiplash is the green one that has the the rubbery tail, tongue, yeah, right? We saw him or, in the first r- season tail. We? I mean, yeah. Yeah. He he's a more primary one. I was gonna ask you guys because you guys know the figures way better than I do, um. So Beast Man's like not in this at all,
1: right? Right. Yeah. I don't know why he was so good in season one. But Didn't okay. So then, what's the fucking? No, he he's died? not. Did oh, he, he died. Die? I think he died.
0: Oh, we're gonna have to look that shit up. I don't remember. Wow. Okay, don't but, but let me ask you this: What's the fucking Brown Beast then that's in this? Grislaw. I think.
1: For... Yeah, he's a Shira That's Chris.
0: Yeah. Okay. 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 That, that thing that looks like uh, like a fish or whatever with the popped-out eyes, that's from she yeah, too? That's, that's a she
1: villain, I think. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's all those things. Know, sorry, no shit.
2: Okay, the, the guy with the, red, the, with the eyes popping out, that's Mantena. It's Grizzlor and
0: Leech. There okay. you go. That makes sense because he, like, fucking drains that thing. Let me ask you guys this. Mike, I know you had a point. To, we'll get to that in one sec. But the fucking thing that they kill on Hordak's ship, is that a fucking Rock Lord? Oh, no, it's not. That's, uh, that's
2: Stonedar. Yeah. Stonedar was voiced by Cam Clark, who was He-Man in the 2002 series. Oh, shit. Yeah. What the fuck's a Stonedar? Um, there were these Rock people that, like, it definitely has a lot of similarities with Rock Lord, but Rock Lord was, uh, was a GoBots spinoff. So it, it's not it, – they're
0: not the same thing. Man. Yeah. Why don't we get some fucking panties moist with this conversation? <laughs> Rock Lords was a spin spinoff. Like, oh yeah, take me home, big boy. You know? <laughs> Mikey, I cut you off. What were we gonna say
1: before? I was gonna say, interestingly, um, you in the with the Shira villains with the horde, you don't have Katra. Yeah. Who who became a big character in the She-Ra Princesses of Power, and you huh. don't have Shadow Weaver unless Motherboard is supposed to be like a Shadow Weaver. But they do something in this series where they go, Skeletor is all magic and Hordak is all technology. But that's not true for all of Shira lore, because Shadow Weaver is magic.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the stance on magic and technology in all the He-Man shows kind of changes. But in this one, it's definitely like they're butting heads against each other. And then Skeletor ultimately becomes uh you know amalgamation of both and he-man becomes amalgamation of both i I have this this ticker and this can be our kind of our our last little point it says lynn's fate because you know we liked evil lynn so much and i want to talk about like how where she ends up at the end of the show but before we get to that i I i wanted to talk about how the sword of power essentially like absorbs magic and then can like do things with technology um what did you guys think about that change to the sword of power and like how it's used ultimately?
2: Um, I, I feel like that's a, a very common trope for a lot of shows that kind of, when they go on and then they eventually advanced into technology and then they kind of merge those kind of things. So I felt it was kind of on par with how this was going. Um, maybe it was sort of a reference to new Avengers of He-Man, which I didn't really watch very much of, but that was a much yeah. more sci-fi oriented
0: uh, version.
1: Yeah, show. that's true. Yeah. I'm going to have to change my tattoo.
0: Oh, shit. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 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 Mike, didn't you think that, like, the sword itself was kind of more like the sword in that computer animated He-Man?
1: Yes, yes. Because in that one, technology and magic are, like, the same thing. They're not sort of separated in that weird way. Yeah, yeah, that's – I mean, that's just another theme that didn't have room to really breathe because I don't remember – I don't remember them doing that at all in season one, but and then in this season, there's a there's this theme of magic and technology is this huge theme that's throughout the whole series, and it's like I, this wasn't always fundamental to what we were doing here.
0: No, no, I I, I totally agree. Um, it, it's it's sort of like. They they have these like concepts like you can tell it's like writers getting together and being like, well, what are the main things about He Man? What makes He Man different from other shows? And I think that they were like, oh, well, it has both sorcery and technology. Yeah. How do we really play that up? Um, and and you know, you've made this point about I don't know, like seven or eight times today, but it it's a really important point that like the show is just like too much in too short a time. You know, because that first season does a really great job of separating the two you know because because magic's gone in the first season so they right yeah 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 you know but um speaking of magic being gone and stuff like that evelyn is on a quest to to find it in the first season and she has this sort of heroic turn after becoming the ultimate evil in in this um i was going to say like brian you've heard before that the masters of the universe movie was essentially like a New Gods movie, right? Yeah, yes. Right. Um, So didn't you feel like that last scene in the end of this was almost like Metron from New Gods? Yeah, like she's become like Adam Strange or something like that. (laughs) Right, right. right. Yeah, it's kind of like a a little bit of like three DC things, right? Because they're all like the monitors from DC. Then that character, what the fuck is the balance guy from Masters of the Universe? Uh, Zodak. Guy, Zodak, right he's kind of like Metron where he's like in a chair and he's like observing shit mm. and then um, then they're also kind of like the Green Lantern core because they're like, join our mm. core you know, were you guys satisfied with Evelyn going in that direction? Yeah,
2: because I think we, we like the performance so much that I want to see her have a redemption arc and I wanted to see yeah. yeah I, I kind of like it and I hope they, they touch upon that um, if we do get any more of this in the future
1: Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Please, please, yeah. If this is the end of this series, which it very well might be, how would you like to see – would you like to – would you like to see this continuity continued in any way? And in what form do you think would be best if it couldn't be a TV show? Comic book.
0: Yeah, yeah. Really the only answer. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Mike, if you ever get a chance, there's um, a guy named Tim Seeley, and he does uh, a whole bunch of great comics. They did like Hack Slash. He has a comic called Local Man, which is like this plan like the 90s superheroes, but in the modern uh-huh. day. Uh, he has done a bunch of He-Man comics, and he's done some that are set in this universe, too. Okay. It's kind of like a bridge from the first season to this season, too. Oh, uh, but, okay. but Brian's totally right. What, what about you? What's your answer for that question?
1: Uh... Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I guess comic, I wouldn't mind, though, if, if, like, because I was thinking this, maybe this would have been better as a movie. Like, I wouldn't mind if if Netflix were like, okay, Kevin Smith, like, we'll give you a movie every year. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. and you can just, like, I, I think I'd be cool with that, too.
0: Yeah. Where are we in terms of a live action He Man movie? Is is that being it's, made or?
1: It's been in development hell for over thirty years. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right.
2: Like he since Man, yeah. He Man, and Thundercats is my new Black Adam because Black Adam eventually got made. Yes, you know, like, They were talking about Black Adam since two thousand six or seven or something like that, and that's about as long we've as we've been hearing about a He Man live action and a Thundercats live action.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, forever. Forever.
0: Yeah, and Brian, this is kind of a a personal question that, like, did Thundercats come out this week or is it next week, the comic? Next week. It's next Wednesday. Okay, Okay. good, good. I thought I forgot it. Okay. Um, No, I I just, like, this show hit all the right beats for me, and uh, there actually was one part where I legitimately started crying. It's so funny. I crammed this in. We're talking about them cramming all this shit in for this show. I crammed this in because I knew I was going to be recording with you guys today. So I was literally, like, taking my walk in the morning like, looking at my phone, watching the show. And uh-huh. there's that one part where, like, Tila's about to fall because she's, like, overwhelmed with the magic. And then Adam just says, like, I've got her, or I'll catch her. And he, like, jumps up these rocks to go get her. And the way they did the music and the way he says it, I, like, almost started crying, like, on my wall. <laughs> like, oh, 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 this cartoon about toys is so good. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? Like, I I just kept picturing, like, because Kevin Smith, he, He cries at the drop of a hat,
1: Kevin Smith. He does.
0: And and so I I was just thinking, I was like, oh, Kevin Smith cried right there. He cried right there. (laughs) He he always makes a big deal about his own father dying. And I was like, oh, man, he's fucking just crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Well, do you all have anything else you want to say about Masters of the Universe Revolution? Uh, I just wanted to confirm that Beastman did sort of die in the first one.
2: Uh, He got thrown off a cliff. And the and in like into like an abyss, and he was just kind of like oh, an implied okay. death. So that's probably why he's not here.
0: Oh, that's too bad. He was so awesome in that first season. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it was heroic though the way he died. Because, or no, maybe not. Did he turn to evil too? Right? Um, I think
1: uh, he I think encourages evil to Yeah,
2: evil in changes him. I think to be more and more like monstrous. And I think uh, I think that's how he he gets he dies from, like fending off He Man. Okay,
0: yeah, or I think he's fighting Battle Cat. Maybe, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's Evil Lynn that makes him more. Mo- I think he's like redeemed, and he's like her side, like he's there for her, supporting her. And I think when Skeletor comes back into power, he turns him into a creature. Maybe. Yeah, something like remember. that. I gotta rewatch it, I guess. Yes, uh, Mike. That's that's kind of a thing that me and Brian realize is kind of our brand is like middle-aged men forgetting the details to cartoons and just right. spending time being like, "What happened there? What was his name?" That, that, <laughs> yeah. that seems to be our brand.
1: So. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we had to me get that in.
0: Yeah, we had to get that in there for our 200th episode. Which congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Yes. All of our 20 people that watch, they've been with us for so long. But Mike, I think more than 20 people watch or listen to your show, Pop Culture Man Children. You want to give a breakdown for anyone who's new to you?
1: Sure. Pop Culture Man Children, which we call PCMC on the streets, is a podcast that's available anywhere podcasts are found. And the reason why it's not very popular is because we don't have we're not specific enough. We do comics, movies, video games, art films, everything. I mean, we've had, I've had episodes about uh, Dear God, uh, it's me, Margaret, fucking Judy Bloom. We've had episodes on He Man. We've had episodes on, I've got an episode coming up on the Japanese uh, uh, ramen film, Tampopo. We've got episodes on fucking, um, we've got episodes on uh, Scream and Star Wars. At just all of pop culture fandom is encompassed in our um we do everything and therefore we are for nobody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I totally can relate. I think that like Brian and I like so much stuff that like that makes us not connect as much because it's like yeah. we, we're not overly critical and it feels like that's the main thing that gets viewed.
1: All right, right, right. If you yeah. pick one thing to talk about and just be really negative about it. And then yes. you'll really succeed on YouTube.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, with that being said, uh, Brian, do we have anything in the pipeline coming up for us? Uh, we just got to finish the DC Tomorrowverse stuff for now.
2: And okay. um, I, I, I guess Madam Web.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Have fun with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because um, she was on sign at Live last night, Dakota Johnson. And it, yeah. there's some really good skits from that episode last night but um the madam web trailer came on while i was watching my wife and i was like almost ashamed it was like you know revealing that i had a two-inch penis or something like like, this this is it's bigger than that guys just you know for 200th episode but um no like you know i was like oh but my wife said to me she's like you have to go watch that because this is part of your obsession that you have and i just kind of held my head in shame i'm like yes i do yeah,
2: well, I, anyway. I'm going to. I'm not even, I'm just going to go to that by myself. I'm not even going to ask anybody to suffer through it with
0: me. Oh th- no! Right, right. I, I, yeah, exactly. Suffering through. But Brian, you and I can suffer talking about that.
2: Yeah, and yeah. honestly, we probably we probably should do Morbius finally too.
0: Oh God, what are you trying to do, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the fun part of comic books transformed. But I had a real blast talking about this with y'all. Um, let's all have another 200 episodes and some more he man We'll see you yes. guys –